0: From Potomac Fund Management, this is the Conquer Risk Podcast. Join us as we discuss the business of running an RIA firm and the practice of investment management. And now, our hosts. Welcome to the Conquer Risk Podcast. My name is Manish Kata, and I have a special guest today, Justin Costelli with RLS Wealth Management. Uh, In addition to the wealth management firm, Justin started a pretty cool concept called the Advisor Growth Community. And one of the reasons I wanted to have him on board is because Potomac and myself believe in a remote workforce or uh, work life. And one of the challenges it, it gets real lonely, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you end up just having Skype calls or you know talking to your kids. And sometimes you need that community. And if you're not a part of a broker dealer or a larger organization, it's really hard to replicate. Right. You end up driving your spouse insane, um, and it causes problems. So. When I heard about this community, I was really interested because you know, it, you got to tie those personal and work beliefs together and find that balance, right? right? And so what I wanted Justin to come on today is to share questions that come up, not just you know, the top 10 ways to grow or anything like that. What unique questions come up from sort of starting this community. And before we jump into that, just give us sort of background on you and and sort of why you started this and
1: how it's gone so far. Right, so I've always been um, in the profession. So I graduated in 2004, began working at an insurance-based firm and like made the steps that everybody makes, multiple places, and then ultimately launched my own firm in July of 2015. So I launched the firm, no real clear niche or vision, but just knew I wanted to go out on my own, work with young professionals, which is one of the main reasons, but I had a lot of retiree clients. That was the story of RLS Wolf Management and I've really enjoyed being an advisor, but you mentioned being alone. I've never really felt alone, but I realized that there was nobody in my area that shared similar visions on the way that I wanted to grow, which is why I took to Twitter and started networking there. And from that, fast forward four years, I meet Taylor Schulte, we become friends, we meet up at a conference and just start talking about different marketing and branding things, and ultimately, we launched this community, the Advisor Growth Community. And the reason we launched it was, we realized that there's this lack of community where you can have a private space to engage and collaborate with other like-minded people uh, for advisors. So since it's not there, it's something we would actually benefit from today. And if we look back earlier in our career, we wish we would have had, and that's really how it got started. So the crazy thing is we met August 1st to talk about it, and by the end of August, we had over 450, 500 people on the email list We did a beta group launch of 50 advisors that filled up in 72 hours. So not only was this vision we had in our mind real, like we had proof of concept that other advisors wanted it and they weren't advisors that were just our buddies helping us out, which is real cool. So since then it's been great. Like The first month of September we thought would be slow Mm -hmm. because we really weren't gonna launch till October and members were already collaborating, meeting up at conferences and the community just took off, which showed us that there's a lot of need for that. The next thing is, how do we help bring value to those advisors? It's great to have a place to get together, but it's the advisor growth community. So how do we start growing? Yeah. Um, So it's been fun. We have guest guest speakers. We have weekly webinars. uh, We're starting a book club, just trying to bring a lot of resources and tools, motivation, um, accountability to get people growing. And um, it's been a lot of fun. I have one thing and I one was th- going to throw in. Well,
0: but one thing I want to interrupt you, yeah. I, I, I was on a webinar and I was able to see a couple cool things that I want you to touch on. Yeah. Uh, the network part, um, I think it's Mighty Networks is right. the back end, which I thought was pretty cool because you can actually collaborate in a private environment versus right. posting on you know, Twitter or even doing a Facebook group. Uh, and then also the Zoom recording. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool because a lot of times you, you do these group calls and you end up just talking to your screen, right. which sort of defeats the whole purpose of, of the community aspect. Right. Um, those are two things I thought were interesting that jumped out to me in terms of tying it all together.
1: So Mighty Networks, that's all Taylor. He researched that, found that, got to know the CEO. But Mighty Networks, we say, is kind of a combination between Facebook, Twitter, and Slack. Yeah. So it has the organization of Slack, the Facebook feed, but then kind of the conversations of Twitter. Um, so it's a perfect place to house everything, and we keep everything inside the community so that there's one place to go, but it also gives that, that private area yeah. to be, it's kind of a safe space, because we've had some vulnerable conversations within the community and that you don't, you don't want, want everybody. To, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I think is, taking a step back from the community aspect, pretty cool that people are feeling vulnerable to open up to 85 other people yeah, yeah, to talk about sure. these things. So the network's real cool. The whole idea behind the Zoom was we're all over and we didn't want location to be a hindrance to the growth and to the community so instead of doing webinars to your point where the guest is speaking to a screen that you don't get to see anybody we wanted it to be engaging and interestingly enough a lot of the speakers that we spoke to when they found out it wasn't webinar it was you could see the people yeah. they were excited like we had one yeah, get gu- any Duke said I will not do a webinar why talk to you a don't want you
0: don't want to speak to a screen right like, exactly
1: yeah. and so it's cool for the guests to come in and have that engagement and then Trying to make this community fun for our members. How cool is it that you get to ask your question and have not an in-person dialogue, but an over-the-screen dialogue yeah. with the person you're talking to? So um, I think that I under I undervalued how cool that would be and how much people would appreciate that. I just thought that was neat. I didn't realize how meaningful it would be. Are. And we'll put everything in the show notes in terms of links,
0: uh, where to follow <coughs> Justin, where to get information. Uh, but enough of that for now. Let's dive into the questions. Yeah. I want to know, you know, in the in the launch, it's been what now? Um, six months? Nine, about six months. Six yeah. months. You know, what are the interesting questions that come up? What things, you know, you have a small data set enough right. to sort of mine it and say, all right, what are the top questions that are coming up that, that you think experts kind of come in and address mm-hmm. and that people are talking about?
1: Right. So one of the things I love about where we are is the questions are diverse. So they're mm-hmm. not all kind of in the same lane. We have advisors that are in their 20s and we have advisors that have been in the business 20 years. Yeah. So it's a diverse group, so people are at different places. The common thread is we all want to grow and we want to be futuristic in the way that we grow our businesses. We're not trying to build our businesses the old way. We're trying to build it for the future. But is it true that everyone is there to grow? I mean, there are people who are there to just
0: maybe for the community or to find balance. It's not necessarily just growth. I
1: think think growth is actually, I know growth doesn't have to be AUM, right? Growth is different for everybody. So for some of the members in there, it is I want to take my business from point A to point B but a big part of it is the personal growth. So some of it is the personal growth. How do I grow my business and maintain this balance? How do I grow the network of people that I can rely on to help me when I have a problem within my practice because I'm by myself? So growth is different. So there is that growth mindset, but why they're growing is different. But the main questions, there's not one specific area. So we've had questions obviously about marketing and branding and content, because that's kind of where Taylor and I carved out a little niche and we're known for. And the advisors in there, a lot of them are interested in it, but not everybody. So there's questions in that area. There's questions about, okay, I'm in a succession planning situation where I am the successor. So how do I make sure that I don't get screwed in this position going forward? What are things I need to position? What are things I need to look for? And when do I know to cut ties and go do my own thing or go somewhere else if it's not going to work out? Because staying in a situation like that that's not going to work out, you just need to leave when you realize that. Um, We've had situations of how do I hire, how do I partner? So, you know, Taylor's hired an advisor. I might be hiring an advisor, but we're not the experts there. Um, neither one of us have partnered with anybody else other than each other for yeah. the community. So we brought in Nina O'Neill, who I know you guys talked to the yeah, other day, yeah. who is in a partnership and has 10 years of this experience. So we brought her in to, to talk, talk about, about that with our members. And then the final area, I think, would be the personal side of things. How do we grow? I mentioned before. How do we grow professionally, but not sacrifice our families? Mm -hmm. Family is very big to me. Family is very big to Taylor. So we, we both agree that if we do this, it needs to have a good balance. I am not a wellness coach. (laughs) <laughs> um, I like to re- research nutrition. I like to try to stay in shape, but I'm by no means an expert. So next month, we actually have somebody who's local in my town, who is a corporate wellness coach and has started her own business coaching high-level executives on how do you find the balance between sleep and nutrition and, and taking mm-hmm. care of yourself to come talk to our community to say, hey, if you're really serious about growing, and to levels that you want to grow to, you've got to be optima- uh, you're going to be operating at your prime levels, and yeah. here's how you need to do it.
0: Well, I think also our generation of advisors. Uh, we want to grow, we obviously want to run great businesses, but at the same time, we're not necessarily ready to sacrifice a lot of our personal life for right. that, right? Um, and I struggle with that all the time, like how much effort do you, because to grow a great business, it takes time. Right. And to find that balance between actually putting in the time versus missing your kids growing up, uh, you know, one of my mentors always says, you know, some of the best experiences you have with your kids are when they're ten and under. Mm-hmm. And I know your kids are ten and under, and mine are ten and under. So like how so many.
1: You wanna hear, hear a messed up thing? Yeah. An advisor I used to work for, which is why I don't work there anymore, <laughs> told me that when they're younger is the time that you need to put in to work and that's when you need to build. Because when they get older is when they're gonna need you more. Mm-hmm. That's when they have more complex problems, when they're gonna need mom and dad. And I understood what she was saying. But why not build things out so you can be there at both times? And that's what I think—not to classify every older advisor, but right. I think that that older generation, that's the way they saw things: is it, there was no balance. You had to work well, hard. They, they also may
0: later. have not had any choices, right? Depending right. on who, who you were. Right. You know, my parents came to the country. It wasn't an option of right. you know going to the beach half the
1: day. You right. know, they had to. Right, and on, on top of that, you think about the business model. How things have changed for advisors over the last technology bad, yeah, yeah, yeah for like sure. you can work remotely i have clients across the country i have clients that live in my town that we meet via zoom cuz it's more convenient for them mm. so meeting them via zoom allows me to be at home for that part of the day i go into my home office i do my meeting and then i go back out with the boys so i do think that to defend them they didn't have the tools and resources that's we have true. today yeah, to allow to it, the office, but yeah. they also need to realize that if they want to continue their business for the future, they need to start seeing that that's the trend that what younger advisors want, because if they want that succession plan, I think that you either need to offer those things and appeal to what the younger generation wants, regardless if you like it or not, or the younger generation is not gonna to come to you, and this is gonna go launch your own firm.
0: Yeah, so I had one more question about uh, the AGC in terms of speakers and whatnot. Yeah. You know, We kind of run in the same circle, so sometimes you have the same people coming and presenting. I assume, I hope, you have a plan maybe for people that
1: aren't in our industry, right? Honestly, my goal is to have more speakers outside of our profession, outside of our circle, and still bring some of those people in. Because I think there's some value behind, so Josh Brown's coming in, I think, March. There's value for our membership to have the opportunity to spend an hour and a half with Josh Brown Mm -hmm. and hear from him and talk to him. So there's value to that. But to your point, we know what we have an idea what he's gonna yeah, say. Yeah. <laughs> but so our first few speakers, we had Kay He, who came from Wall Street, but now is out doing some coaching and has mm-hmm. a great business with Rad Reads. He spoke about kind of the balance. We had Rory Sutherland, who is a uh, marketing genius yeah, over in yeah. the UK. We yeah. had Annie Duke. And Annie has a exposure to finance, but she's not in our world. David Perel was in January. So we have all these people that are bringing things that we can use in our profession but are bringing it from a non-financial perspective, yeah. which is and what I, I want. I love
0: that when I saw that because right. look, nothing against Josh and Kitsis and all these people, but we, we've we've heard them talk a million right. times. So it's valuable, yes. But after a while, it's like we got to move on right. with people. And I think a lot of times you're going to get more value from people outside of our industry. Right. And, and I think
1: there's an the opportunity. Sorry to cut you off. No. To bring those guys and girl and women, women in to talk about something that's different, Mm -hmm. um, that we haven't heard them. And that's on Taylor and I to say, hey, we want you to come in because our membership would enjoy the time, but let's not talk something that you've talked before. So an example of that is Morgan Housel is going to come this spring, and I want him to talk to the community about how do you become an effective communicator. So not about how do you write a blog, how do you grow your writing presence, but Morgan is an amazing communicator. Yeah. And And a great writer. Yeah. Yeah. He probably didn't start out that way. So what were things that he did? How did he become the communicator that he is and the writer that he is, and what can we take away from that? So that's, we get Morgan in, we all love Morgan, but it's not something that you would expect. We're getting a different angle behind it. So I think that allows us to have those fun people come in, but also bring value in that it's something different. And I really want to try to have different things gated behind our community so that there's that value for the members. Okay. to wrap this up let's talk about sort of the the, the
0: specs here how many members do you have now what's your goal you know is there a cap and I know maybe you haven't thought right. this all out right uh, but in an ideal world where do you want to see this go
1: so we have about 86 87 members so we end uh, enrollment January 31st Okay. so we have some people still enrolling which is why I don't know the exact number uh, but 85 86 in that area to be honest with you our goal is unknown yet and I think there's two paths we can go we can go the smaller route keep it more intimate Mm -hmm. which part of me likes that but then we could also try to build something bigger and start to have communities within the community I don't I don't know I think that uh, the approach we're gonna take is first off we're gonna see what the market tells us how many advisors are not gonna solve a lot yeah exactly so if we don't have you know if our goal is to have 500 advisors but we can't get anybody beyond hundred then that tells us there's not a need to go that big to (laughs) go that direction Um, and then also asking our membership what they want yeah. we, we we early on we told everybody this community is not about Taylor and I as experts listen to us it's not a coaching program there are other programs out there this is a community where we're gonna have resources to help you collaborate and grow and we want the community to tell us what they need some of it will be direct messaging hey I really want to learn about this other parts of it's gonna be Taylor and I as kind of the co-founders to see what people are talking about identify that those are the needs, and then bring that in. Yeah. I plan to have a, whether it's a survey or an open conversation of, okay, membership, as we look to grow, what are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you want it to get as big and get as many advisors in as possible so we now we have more information, or do you want to keep it a little bit smaller so that we can actually have relationships with each other and grow? If I had to guess, and Taylor might be mad for me to say this, if I <laughs> had to guess, I think that eventually we end up either capping, or it just self-happens, maybe 200, 250 advisors, yeah. which I would be completely happy with. Yeah. I would rather have 200 advisors that are fully engaged than to have a thousand people paying us and only 200 of them using it. Like it's To do this, we want to build a business, but it's more about the value for the advisors and us growing And it. you can control some of that with the
0: pricing of right. it as well, right? Like I was, when talking to Nina, I told her, you know, she doesn't charge enough right. for her network, mm-hmm. which she agreed. Um, and so sometimes that sort of takes care of it. If you really right. want to cap it, you can always increase and play yep. with that. We want to talk quickly about the pricing. I know yeah. it might vary depending on the enrollment. And things so like
1: that. Um, it's 1999 dollars uh, a year okay. um, and it's upfront at the uh, time. $1,999. Yeah, $1,999, <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been... I'm about
0: to give you a $20 bill right yeah. now.
1: <laughs> um, so $1,999 a year, um, that gives you access to everything. And then all of the conversations we've had in the past We record from Zoom, and it's inside Mighty Networks. So you can go back and watch any conversation. And that is everything from the big speakers to we're starting to have one-off meetings with five or six of us. Those are recorded as well and put in there also because that conversation may be relevant to somebody down the road. Okay. And the whole point of the community is to be a place where you have access to everything.
0: And you have to be an advisor. You're checking CRD Correct. numbers. Correct. Yeah, we're stuff. checking CRD numbers. Okay. That's
1: the only requirement. We have some advisors out of the country. So if you're a advisor outside the U.S., just make a note in the enrollment <laughs> right. and we'll we'll work okay. through this. We have a few in uh, Canada. We have one in South Africa. Okay. So Interesting. I, like, it's, That's it's wild. That's always a good perspective. Yeah, we're, we're we're global already, yeah. which is wild. <laughs> Well, listen, I'm going to put everything
0: in the show notes uh, about how to contact Justin, advisor growth community. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your thoughts. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity. And uh, look forward to working with you. Thanks. Sounds good. All opinions expressed by podcast guests are solely their own and do not reflect the opinions of Potomac Fund Management.